What's poppin'? This is QU Hot Takes. My name is Andrew White, and I'm alongside the Jelly Fam, Justin Ellis, the Slickest of Slats, K-Slats, Kevin Slattery, and the Samurai, Sammy G, recording on April 16th, Sunday. It's 6.30 Eastern time. Uh, we're we're going to talk briefly in the beginning about some hockey. We got the NBA going on, and a lot of both of those happening. The NBA is currently going on. The Lakers, as the seventh seed, did win already this afternoon. So they stole an away game from the uh, really scary Grizzlies. And um, we'll see how the rest of the playoffs goes. The NHL starts this coming week as well. So to start off, Sammy, how we doing? Tell us. I know you're a Bruins fan. You can't not be happier about what's been going on there. Listen, brother, anyone who doesn't pick the Bruins to win the Lord Stanley is smoking straight crack off the rock, okay? This team is is maybe the best team of all time. So, statistically, they're the best team in at least 40 years. I don't see them dropping more than three games on the way to the finals. Alrighty, righty. Also, I meant to bring this up, too. Quinnipiac uh, sealing the deal. I forgot we haven't had a show since then. Frozen four champs in Tampa. Uh, might I add, when uh, our school was told multiple times that, and this was, see, we had a conversation about groupthink before the show started, but the fellows will hop on board with this one. Uh, most of the country is saying we played terrible, terrible teams, Quinnipiac, which they did. But then the big behemoth of the Big Ten rocked all three of the best teams, Ohio State, followed by Michigan, followed by Minnesota. Um, a total of, I believe, 17 draft picks uh, Quinnipiac beat on the way to a frozen board champ. So pretty exciting. I finished it for Connecticut in um, the winter sports taken by Connecticut. Love it. Love it. Good time. Anyway, uh, Justin, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing pretty well. And, you know, with uh, the Quinnipiac, the star team winning a championship and, you know, you see the Quinnipiac players start to depart. I want to give a quick shout out to uh, another uh, key member of the show in the past who announced his retirement today. Rich Hanley retiring from Quinnipiac officially now. Uh, he said he is entering the transfer portal to play any golf course that's less than $60 on the weekend. Uh, so shout out, shout out to Rich. He's a dog. He's got to go at uh, those twilight hours, and then that'll be cut in half. So if, he, if he's cool with going out there at 5 p.m., he'll be rocking. Um, Kev, how we doing? Yeah, man. Shout Knicks, out baby. Hanley. You got to be happy. They already, they already won. I mean, bro, I was just going to get to that orange and blue skies, man. Orange and blue skies. No, it's it's, it's a great day. Um, see what happens for the rest of the series, though. Watching a lot of NBA action. Couldn't be better. One of my favorite times of the year. Um, I also saw John Wick 4 recently. Hmm. So that was incredible. The John Wick series, maybe the best action franchise in movie history. That's a debate for another day, though. This is a sports show. But, um, yeah, shout out UConn and Quinnipiac. Connecticut, the new title town. What's up? I gotta, I gotta tell you though, the John Wick Four. I also have heard good things. That other movie that caught people's eyes. Remember we talked about this at the Super Bowl. That movie Air, about uh, with Matt Damon about uh, that yes. Nike deal. I've heard it's like a fantastic movie. I don't know if any of you have seen it yet. I heard it's um, good. Team. No spoilers, please. No, I'm not. Yeah, right. Good one. No, um, yeah, a true story. Yeah. Um, no, I haven't seen it yet, but it's one of the first times in a while I might genuinely go. And see it. Well, we'll see. I've heard some rave reviews. Okay. Hockey first. Let's get after it. Um, to start off, we're going to do playoff first round predictions. 
followed by finals predictions. We'll run through the first round first and we'll end with the finals. Um, you know what? Yeah, we'll just do it this way. We'll do uh, each corner of the bracket. So Avalanche and the Kraken. I don't want to give it away too early, so I'll just say Avalanche winning for me on this one. Uh, Kev? Yeah, I got Avalanche too. I just think Nate McKinnon and company is too much. Defending champs. Justin? Avalanche in four. Or is it best of five in the first round in the NHL still? God damn it, Justin. Is it five in the NHL still? It's the best of seven. Okay, then I'm taking the Avalanche in four then. Hey, it was a a fair question, okay? It was not. Goodness, goodness. I literally told you earlier, Sam, that I could name one hockey player in the entire league right now, and it's (laughs) Sidney Crosby. (laughs) That's that's tough. (laughs) We're not all born in Montreal, Sam, okay? I mean, we're not. I wasn't, buddy. Hey, hey, our alma mater just won the the natty in hockey. You got to focus up here. Uh, (laughs) I'm a bandwagon. Fan. Right. 100% Sam, you are. Sam, what do you got? Uh, I got the Avalanche, but in six, I think the Kraken have enough guys to make it interesting. They got solid D-line play from Vince Dunn, and then they have Jared McCann in the lineup. We're really looking at a deep scoring team for the Seattle Kraken, but like but like other people mentioned, Nathan McKinnon, Miko Ranton, and a little bit overpowering, but Cal McCarr is just coming back. So this Avalanche team is a little rusty. They don't look as strong as they have in years past. Stars wild, 2C versus 3C. Give me stars with Jason Robertson scoring each game in a five-game set here. Um, Stars take it in five. Kev? Yeah, I'm going to go stars actually here too. I'm looking at a stat right now. They have the third lowest goals against per game at 2.62. And they actually have a really good, I'm looking to, third best penalty killing percentage too. So I like those stats, good defensive team. I'm going to go stars here. Jelly. I'm going to go stars in five. And Sam. Ooh, I'm going to go stars in six. I think Jake Ottinger's set your rock star behind the net. And then we're looking at some solid play. Jason Robertson. And then we have Miro Heskinen. Oh, gorgeous player. You ever seen him skate? Kids got moves. And then, but the Wild do have some good players here. We're looking at Kirill Kaprizov. He's just coming back from injury. I just don't see them as built for the playoffs. Sorry, sorry to my boy, Zach. He's a big fan. Uh, Pacific Division, Vegas Golden Knights versus Winnipeg Jets. Another 1v4. Too much parity in hockey. I'm getting Knights in five. Want to go four here, but I, the Jets never seem to get anything done. I, I, I see them every year in the playoffs. Their fans are lit. They always have a whiteout crowd. The shirts are awesome. They sometimes have those towels too, and then nothing happens. Uh, so I got I got Knights in five. Kev? I'm going to go Knights too, White. All right. Justin? Well, if your team's named the Jets, you're not meant to really win in this era. Uh, so I can say that across the board for any team with that name. Uh, I'm going to take the Golden Knights in four, but can it just be said that the NHL has a really great expansion draft for you know the Golden Knights to win in that first year with their expansion draft, the Kraken are back in the playoffs now. Man, I wish I wish more teams had expansions like the NHL did because it's cool to see these you know these teams in new cities getting those opportunities. But hey. Salt Lake City, MLB expansions coming in the next five years. I just feel like it works better for hockey, though. There's just, there's, I mean, obviously there's some players that are nasty, but like as the sport goes, it just like, there's so much parody and it could like one mistake and just be a goal. I feel like hockey, it works best. Well, let's be honest here. 
do any of us remember any of the other expansions really from any of the other sports? Right. <laughs> right, I was like, right. I don't know how, I don't right. even know how some of those work. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, I need something to happen for me to understand it. Yeah. Also too, it, I think it depends structurally on how your league is like major league baseball structurally is a mess. Right. So if you were to undertake an expansion for major league baseball, I mean, th- there's like at least one third of the ownership group just does not flat out want to compete and put money into their teams. So it really depends what sport you're in. If you have a hard cap league, you're probably better off with expansion. All right. And uh, Sam, for your, for your pick there. Yeah. Um, really exciting series, pretty evenly matched. I'm going to go Jets in seven. Connor Hellebuck is the best player um, on his team. He's going to steal some games. Then we're looking at solid play. We have Nikolai Ehlers is just coming back from injury. He's a big grab. Josh Morrissey is having a Norris caliber year. And then, of course, we have Blake Connor and Mike Shif- Mark Shifley. Um, Vegas doesn't really have an established uh, goaltender behind the net. Frankly, I don't believe in the corpse of Jonathan Quick. I don't think he does either. And also, noteworthy, this is Jack Eichel's first playoff series. So their best player is playing in his first playoffs. That might throw him off a little bit. The number two seed, Edmonton Oilers. Number three seed, Los Angeles Kings. Give me the Oilers, best guy on the ice, Connor McDavid. Everybody knows it. Um, give me 1.5 points per game, whether assists or goals. Not sure. Going to average it out. It's going to take six games, though. going to take six games. Kev? Okay. I'm going to go Oilers here. I'm going to go probably – actually, I'll go five games because I'm looking at their offensive stats. They average nearly four goals per game. It's the best in the league. And then their power play percentage is like 32%. So looking at the, that favoritism just on their offense, I think Drysdale and McDavid are just going to power through, honestly. Just, I think this is the best matchup of the first round. Um, two teams that play really well. The Kings are also a team that plays really well on the road. Um, so I think this is going to be a seven game series, but ultimately I am going to take the Oilers. They just have a bit more star power that goes with them. That'll push them over the edge. Sam. Uh, the numbers tell one story and my eyes tell a different one. I'm going to go Oilers in four. They have the best player, Connor McDavid. They have the second best player, Leandro Seidel. They might even have the third best player, Brian Nugent Hopkins. Shout out him for putting up hundred point season. Who could have seen that coming? And then they made some great deadline acquisitions. Matthias Ekholm's going to add toughness and strength to that blue line, which they desperately need. I just think the Oilers just have a much better team. I don't see this young Kings team hanging out with fast four. All right. And then moving onward towards the Metro division, Carolina Hurricanes, one seed. And then against the four seed, New York Islanders. I got Hurricanes in four, man. I mean, they've, they've been that team for the past few years. Clearly can't get over the hump, but good enough to to swallow an Islanders team on the first game, first round. Uh, Kev? Yeah, I'm going to go Carolina here, too. The Islanders, I mean, at times they struggle to generate offense, and then also, too, they got 2.65 goals against per game. It's the fifth lowest in the league. Um, You know, I I, I don't know. In terms of looking at the matchup, I'm probably going to go Carolina in four. They struggle generating offense in the half court. Uh, Jelly. I'm going to go Hurricanes in five. Islanders are always just a tough team in general. So uh, they always like to scrap around a couple games here and there throughout the season. So expect them to take one, but Hurricanes on top. And Sam. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with the popular hockey consensus here. I'm going to go Islanders in six. Frankly, uh, Sorokin is the runner up for the Vezina. He could even be the winner of the Vezina. 
Pentagast, not me, obviously. But um, yeah, the Islanders, they play tough playoff hockey. They will finish every check. They're really going to grind down on you. And the Hurricanes have a bunch of old players. They really struggle to generate offense. It mostly comes with the blue line. But Brent Burns is, frankly, a dinosaur. So um, heavy hockey is going to affect him a lot. Hurricanes don't really have a strong answer by net, and they're, about, and they're without their best player, uh, Andre Svensrakov. Um, these two teams, they play a very similar style. I would just say the Islanders play it better, and they have the better goalie. But they also both have a player with the same name. So fun fact, good for them. Nice. Uh, Devils Rangers, fun, fun rivalry tickets through the roof already for them. Um, two seed, three seed. Devils are finally there. Uh, as the NHL has made pretty clear on Instagram, Luke Hughes, the guy in Michigan who lost to Quinnipiac, uh, they followed him with a camera out of the arena and they're like, Oh, welcome to the Devils, blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, he's upset. He just lost in the frozen four, but. Uh, yeah, they're on the squad together, bros. Uh, give me the Devils. Give me the Devils over the Rangers in uh, six, though. It's going to be a huge battle, and the tickets will get more and more expensive every game. Justin? Yeah, hot take by Whitey saying, as more games happen and more is on the line, tickets will get more expensive. Definitely a hot take there. Uh, I can honestly but, uh... <laughs> man that's i don't that, need that okay that, eco, that economics degree you had really coming in handy, okay, huh? okay. Uh, don't need it don't need it don't need it don't want it anyway uh it's gonna be a tough series i think it's gonna go the distance um i am gonna take the rangers though ultimately a team that kind of hit the flint and sparked brilliance last year uh and pushed themselves on a deep run as a young team now coming in with action actually having a year of experience under their belt together. Um, I, I think the Rangers hang tough and uh, find their way to advance. Sam. Yeah, I have the Rangers in six. Igor Shosturkin is a monster in the net. The Devils, they don't really have that guy yet for them. B-Tech Vanacek's having a good season for him. So that's actually impressive. Uh, Devils, we use a, a lot of speed to attack. We're going to try and generate mismatches. But the Rangers have two great defenders in Keandre Miller and Adam Fox. And also, no one mentioned this, but this is this Devils team. It's really their first playoff run. Most of their guys don't have playoff experience. So they haven't been in this type of environment before, and the Rangers have depth and scoring and uh, a lot more experience. So I'm going to go Rangers in six. Kev? Yeah, man. New Jersey and New York haven't had this much beef since trying to claim Frank Sinatra in the 1940s. This is like... <laughs> This is like next level feud. Um, overall, man, looking at the stats, I'm actually going to take the Devils, I think, in six. They got, looks like the fifth best in goals per game at 3.5. And then also, they're really good defensively at, at goals against per game being like 2.7. It's like kind of close with the Rangers to being 2.6. So kind of a wash. Um, I know that there is an experience factor. The Rangers are more experienced, but. I like the young scoring of the Devils, so I'll uh, I'll go New Jersey here. They get this and Frank Sinatra since he is actually a New Jersey native. So, Atlantic Division, the number one overall Boston Bruins, number four Florida Panthers. <laughs> Give me the pant. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Bruins in four, a historic year, obviously made known by. Uh, super fans and band- bandwagon fans combined, but uh, they made it pretty clear. Bruins in four, nothing else to say. Justin? Bruins in four, nothing else to say. Kevin? Uh, Bruins in four, but if, if they blow it, they are the new Washington Capitals. <laughs> like just losing the, pre- like getting the Presidents trophy and then just losing. 
because that happened like four straight years until Washington won it. So do not go down in infamy, Boston. Sam? I mean, this just doesn't seem fair. Like playing the Bruins is like you play your older brother who's like five years older than you in like a, a contact sport. And like you obviously get stomped, but everyone's like, hey, nice try out there, man. Um, but basically, so the Panthers, they don't really have an answer in net. Um, Bobrovsky's frankly terrible and they have an AHL guy they called up who's, who's actually been pretty good. He, he actually kind of carried them into the playoffs, but, uh, the Bruins just have way too much talent and they're way too deep. Uh, their goalie Olmark is the runner for the Vezina and statistically our backups, the third best goalie in the league. Um, to me Bruins in four and it's every game is by at least three goals. Uh, Tampa Bay, uh, well, Tampa Bay, geez, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs uh, versus Tampa Bay Lightning. I almost just switched the cities on them. Um, I'm going Lightning here. That's actually the first upset I'm picking, if if it's really considered one. I guess. I mean, they're all so close here. Um, yeah, give me Lightning in seven. Going to be a close series. Uh, Justin, I also going to take the Lightning in seven. I do think it's going to be another good series, but I do think the Lightning. Uh, Always just been a way more mature team when it comes to the playoffs, and they're a team that will always show up in the playoffs. Kev? Maple Leafs in the playoffs? Nah. Going to go lightning on this one. Sam? You know what? I'm going to give a scorching take. I'm actually going to take the Leafs in seven. Vasilevsky looks shaky, and frankly, this team, they haven't really been the lightning uh, they haven't really been themselves this year. And then if you look, the Leafs had some great deadline acquisitions. Ryan O'Reilly is going to add some experience and some toughness to that group. I think they finally might, might make it through. I All right. But if they don't, their coach and general manager are 100% getting fired. <laughs> so they need to make it through to, to keep their jobs. They're cursed. And finally, the finals, the Stanley Cup playoff finals. Who gets the cup? Um, I'm going to go not really with a hot take here with the uh, Avalanche against the Bruins in the finals for the Stanley Cup. And this will be my hot take. I have the Avalanche in seven. Boston Bruins get to the end here. All the hype, great team, best team on the ice, folds in seven. Avalanche repeat. Mm-hmm. Justin. Say me. Sorry, you cut out for a second. Oh, yeah, Justin. Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. No worries. Uh, yeah, I um. Uh... Very slightly different take. I'm going to take the Avalanche in the finals against uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm going to go back to the OG uh, field last year, and I'll take the Avalanche to be the Lightning in the finals in seven games. Uh, it was my preseason prediction, so I'm just going to stick by it like I always do when I, my preseasons can still happen. Uh, I respect that. I, I got to take the team that I always know has the most experience, and the Lightning are a team that always had the experience and the Avalanche. Fell just short last year, and I feel like they're a team that is heavily motivated this year to make sure they end up on top. Uh, Kev? I'm going to go Bruins-Oilers, and I got the Bruins winning. I like the Oilers. McDavid. All right. Uh, the man in the Bruins hat. Sam, what do you got? Yeah. Um, I think it's crazy you guys think Avalanche is making this finals. They don't even have their second-best player. They got to go through Dallas. Dallas is going to take them out. But anyways, I got Bruins taking on the Oilers. <laughs> I got I got Bruins in five. I think McDavid's going to see a healthy dose of Hampus, Lindholm, and Brandon Carlo, and they're going to shut him down. And then realistically, once you take out McDavid, I mean, the Oilers are such a top-heavy team. It's actually ridiculous. So I'm going to go Bruins in four. Oh, four? You switched it on me, huh? Oh, did I? 
You said you said five, and now all of a sudden now, you're yeah. talking to you. It's like, oh, bro, it's just not losing a single game. And four and a half, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Double it to give it to the next person. I, I can't lie to you. I can't lie to you. There's a lot of fans like you out there, and although you you actually like are are like intelligent in hockey. Um, Thank you. There, there is something. There is something about this where I desperately want the Bruins to find a way to not win the Stanley Cup. That's all. Um, Andrew, I know. And you can pray with that same hope that you'd grow a couple more inches. Whoa, 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 whoa. That came, that came out of nowhere. I, I, you're not even on the team, bro. Oh, I am. Bro. I'm the center. I don't uh, play anyway. <laughs> anyway, I'll take that lightly because you're not that tall yourself. Um, okay. 5'11". The... <laughs> You're like an ant compared to me. Um, okay, the NBA first round predictions and the uh, finals as well. We're going to do the same thing for the NBA. Skipping playing tournament clearly because it already happened. Uh, okay, we'll run right down the West uh, West Coast. Nuggets, Timberwolves. I got the Nugs and five. Kevin, I got Nuggets two and five. Justin, Timberwolves and seven. Cool off the upset. Timberwolves, a team with a bit of issues going on internally, but ultimately I think it's a team that is going to be very tough. They proved last year uh, that they're a team to watch out for in the playoffs when they played the Grizzlies in that series, and I think they're going to be a team to watch this year too. Sam? Oh, I'm going to go Nuggets in four. They just have the better coach, the, the better players, the better fans. For a game, Minnesota. <laughs> Uh, number four, Suns versus five Clippers. Give me clip show in seven, confusing the whole country. Give me the clips in seven. Russell Westbrook averages 20 a game and KD goes home losing to, uh, (laughs) ah, man, forget it. But Clippers in seven, Justin. Yeah. I wanted to take the Clippers in this series. So I heard Paul George isn't playing the entire time. Yes. Yes. So I'm taking the Suns in seven instead. Give me the Suns advancing. Uh, Kevin. Yeah. Not having Paul George hurts. So I think Suns automatically, they just have too many options that the Clippers can't stop defensively. So yeah. Clippers are going to lose in the first round. Sam. Suns in four, baby. You can't double team both Booker and Durant. Good luck, idiots. You lose. (laughs) <laughs> see you next year <laughs> over <laughs> sounds like Rip uh, I'm ready Kevin this is my year baby <laughs> um th- three kings six warriors kings did pull off the comeback last night and win um I I, I can't quite do it though I think that the warriors are gonna find a way uh to win here I got warriors in seven um actually no Warriors in six. If it's a game seven, I don't think Warriors can win. I think the atmosphere would be too whack. Uh, Justin? Warriors in five. I mean, Kings escaped on that Fox game this first time. I think Warriors are going to come out the rest of the series and play a bit more sound the rest of the way. If they can take care of Fox just a tiny bit better, I mean, it's a clear series for them. Kev? I'm going Kings, absolutely, because the Warriors had one of the worst away records for a defending champion in NBA history. And then also, too, you combine that with the fact that, honestly, the Kings are a much faster team. They're bigger, faster, more athletic. De'Aaron Fox, as soon as he got downhill in the fourth quarter, kind of exposed the Warriors. Um, and he's one. he's been one of the best fourth quarter performers all year. So I'm going to go, even though they have experience, I'm going to go Kings to win the series. And I'm going to go six. Sam. 
Yeah, three words here, Andrew. Light the beam. Kings in six. Yes. Kings in six. Kings Nation. The Warriors don't have that dog in them anymore. Wow. No dog for the Warriors. Okay, Grizzlies, Lakers. Lakers just took game one here. I don't really want to say this, but I think I'm going to. Uh, Lake show in six at home. All right. Yeah, that would be at home. Tough. Uh, Justin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, prior to today's game, I did have the Grizzlies. I'm not going to lie. Um, after watching game one, though, and also hearing Jaw say himself that he does not feel like he's going to play game two, uh, I'm going to take the Lakers in seven. Uh, I, I just think, crazy enough, the Lakers are the healthier team on the court right now, it seems. Uh, Kev. Yeah, I'm going Lake Show too. It's a completely revamped team from the trade deadline. Um, they're deep. They got shooting. They got length. They're actually the bigger team now because Steven Adams and Brandon Clark aren't playing this series. Honestly, too, like if Jaw's not playing, I just think they're dumb. But also, too, the Grizzlies, if it's kind of a half court setting, you can kind of shut them down a little bit because it's like you're wondering who's their second scoring option consistently. Jaron Jackson, you would hope, and he had a big game today, but. They got to try to get like some screen switching where he can get downhill on the post, maybe against a smaller guy. And then they can maybe run, I don't know, three point action off that, but really limited what I think the Grizzlies can do, honestly. Uh, Sam. Yeah. I mean, I hate the Lakers. We all hate the Lakers, but the Lakers are probably going to win this series. The Grizzlies just don't have the firepower. Like Kev just mentioned, you got 31 out of Jaron Jackson. Next game, you're probably getting 13. Um, so good luck with that, Grizzlies. Uh, okay, and going on right now, one two, we're east now, one seed Bucks, eight seed Heat. Currently, Bucks down by 13 at halftime. Um, I, st- I still have the Bucks finding a way here. I will say, tough pull for the Bucks, though. Uh, heat are starting to heat up, if you will. Um, but but I do, I do have Bucks, and it'll be in six. I think that he will get excited that they can try to push a game seven. They'll be at home and, and they're going to kind of blow that game. So I got bucks and sticks here. I would have said prior though, four or five for the bucks. So they've, they've already, uh, I know it's only the first half, but they've proved me wrong a little bit so far. Justin. Yeah, there's a bit of an issue here and that's, um, you know, they're down 13, but on top of that, this might be breaking news for some of us. Giannis is out the rest of the game. Um, oh shoot. With, with back contusions. Um, so not a super bad injury, but it's something that could cause some restrictions for him going forward. Uh, another series where I had the Bucks coming into the show, but after that and what I've seen so far, I'm going to take the heat to advance in seven. Well, yeah, that'd be bad if he can't. I mean, game one's game one, but if he has some heavy duty restrictions moving forward slash can't even play certain quarters or games, that's that's definitely chalked for sure, Kev. This is tough because a lot of the metrics and just watching eyeball, you would say the Bucks going into the series. But with what Justin just mentioned, the fact that the Heat are up right now, and also, too, the fact that you even have a guy like Jimmy Butler, who is one of the better players in terms of elevating his game in the postseason. Like, I don't know. Like, it, the Heat, they don't score a lot of points. They're good defensively. They kind of go anemic at, at times on offense. They kind of struggle with their three-point shooting. They don't really have a ton of great guys who can score when the plays break down, but I guess he, like, I, 
I guess I feel like I'm stupid for saying that, but I guess it's the heat. Like if Giannis can't go hundred percent, like this is an older team, um, same with the heat, but I just, I don't know. Like he's what makes that team go. And if they don't have him, uh, Jimmy Butler is the best player in that series at that point. So. Yeah. First of all, Kevin, way too hard on yourself. Anyways, I got the bucks in six. I'll take, do they even need Giannis against the Heat? Chris Middleton's a killer. Drew Holiday's a beast. Splash Mountain from high in the heart. I got the Bucks in six with or without Giannis. I'll take. Dang. All right. Uh, four Cavs, five Knicks. Knicks pulling off the quote-unquote upset last night. Dude, give me Knicks in five, baby. Ride the wagon. Ride the wagon. Take it. Take it. And if they don't do it in five, for 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 giggles, take it back home in Game Six and let New York riot, baby. Um, okay, Justin, your face looks like uh, you have more news to share. Uh, yeah, in case this changes anything, Tyler Hero just broke his hand. What? Um, Called it boxing <laughs> Yeah, Tyler Hero uh, was just announced out with a broken right hand and will not He's... return tonight. <laughs> no <put> shit, <laughs> guys. You might come back next game. Are he you... might. He can shoot lefty. I'm going to stick with the Heat anyway. That's um, tough, though. Damn. He he has not been what they thought he would be, at least this year, but that's still, like, not a good – that's a bad blow. Actually, can I go back to the Bucks? <laughs> sure. Can I go back to the Bucks. That's fair enough. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so that's just breaking news. Um, I'm still going to take the Heat in seven anyway. Uh, but um, I'm going to take the Cavs in seven as well in this series. I think they're the more talented squad um, overall. I think the Knicks have, you know, some fire under them i think the Cavs are a more stable team i can rely on in a full series uh kev um i'm not as high on the knicks as you are white but i do have them advancing they're a deeper team than the cavaliers they have better they have a better bench better wing scoring with josh hart now in the fold um honestly too like they the cleveland doesn't really have anyone like iq that can just come off the bench and score 14 or 12 in a quarter. Um, and honestly, too, their offense just was really anemic outside of Donovan Mitchell. The big thing, though, and the X factor is R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett does not even have to put up a star performance or a great performance. He just needs to be able to shoot and hit threes on catch-and-shoot opportunities. If he doesn't, you're going to get a lot of games where they're going to lose because they didn't hit the – required number of threes to advance um that being said though i still think they're the better deeper team so i'm gonna go knicks sam i mean i'll be in new york with the gangsters as pop smoke says knicks and six uh that home environment's gonna be intense <laughs> if we're being honest with ourselves guys no one sees either one of these guys gonna pass around too anyways so Fact. does this series matter but it's uh, yeah, it is entertaining. Um, 376ers, six nets. Uh, Sixers took care of stuff yesterday. Uh, I got Sixers in five here. I think the Nets will kind of win a random fluke game, and that'll be it. Justin? I agree with your take, Andrew. No further comments. <laughs> uh, Kevin? They have nobody to match up with Joel Embiid, so they have to double him every time. But the problem, though, is that when they double him every time, Philly gets wide open catch and shoot opportunities and Philly is a much better catch and shoot three point team than an off the dribble three point shooting team. 
So that being said, because of that, Philly, I think without a doubt, advances. They really have no options defensively. They can slow them down, but they cannot fully stop Philly. Same. You know, I want to say Sixers, but like part of me, part of me wants to say Nets, dude. So you know what? We ball. I'm going to say Nets in seven. Nets find a way. And Doc Rivers is kind of awful. <laughs> Let's be real. But he couldn't coach me on JV. So I'm going to go Nets in seven. Shout out to my boy, Mikhail Bridges. All right. Uh, two Celtics, seven Hawks. Uh, uh, so I got I got Celtics here. Big time. Uh, five, though. Just uh, Celtics in four. Kev. Celtics and four, the, the Hawks are a horribly constructed team. <laughs> like, they are a horribly constructed NBA team. Their two guards don't play off ball. One of them is, is a shooter that doesn't play off ball. The other is a non-three-point shooter that doesn't play off ball. John Collins is a four, but he doesn't really have the athleticism to, to play defensively as a four. Like, they they maybe have, like, Sadiq Bay or one or two guys that can come in as, like, a three. And as a swingman, but they don't really have a great bench either. And they don't really, I don't, I don't know. I just, the Hawks are a flawed constructed team. I think they could be better, but they need to redraw what their team is like in the off season. So I'm going to go Celtics. It's not even close. Sam. I'm going to go Celtics and five Hawks probably won't shoot one to 17 again from three in the first half. But did anyone see the rumors that they're trying to move Trey Young? Oh no, that's that's hilarious that they're opening to trade him. Huh? It's like the whole team. Here's my here's my one thing about that: they can probably get Zeus in a leg for him, and I don't know if he's good enough by himself. Where he's, I mean, they're not going to win nothing with him unless they get other people, and clearly nobody wants to go there. So I don't know. Flipping for Luca. It's like okay, but guys, it's like did you try? having him off ball. Like, like, I don't know. Like, having I, him grow hair. <laughs> like, I, I, I mean, you know, I don't know what's going on in those rooms, but if they have problems with Trey, is it like a personality thing or is it like his play style? Because maybe they've been telling him to play off ball and he doesn't, I don't know, but I feel like there's a simple solution to like make your offense better, which is like have him have the ball less when he brings it up. He'll have more energy in the fourth quarter. And he'll get wide open looks and it'll open up your offense like Steph Curry for the Warriors. Mm-hmm. That's That's a very point. Um, okay. <clears throat> and the finals prediction, East, West, who wins? How many games? What do you got? Um, man, I'm not going to lie to you. The news that Justin just talked about today really, really has thrown me for a loop. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was very like, without a doubt, um, was going to be going bucks in the East in the finals and kind of debating between, like, frankly, I don't, I don't even know on the West anymore because I, I mean, realistically, Suns, I know I said Clippers winning the first round, but um, I don't know, man. I'm just going to – I'm going to rock with this. I'm going to rock with the notion that Giannis will find a way to play and the rest of the team will pick up the slack. Um, I have Bucks, um, and I actually think the Warriors are going to find a way back. Um, but I got Warriors winning. Uh, sorry, Bucks winning it all. My bad. Jeez. Uh, I've said that all year. I'm just going to stick with it now. Injuries aside, whatever. Hopefully people can figure it out. 
Uh, Middleton looked pretty good, at least as of right now, uh, coming back from his injury. So um, we'll ride with that. Bucks over uh, Warriors. I feel like the finals tend to go six or seven games, so I'll go seven. Justin? I'm going to take the Celtics over the Warriors in six games. Uh, I think the Celtics, I mean, it was my pick coming into the season with Celtics over Warriors, but that Celtics team just is really good. It has the most actual like power on that team. Like that's a team that could go out and score 140 points on any given day. Uh, so I, I'm going to take the Celtics to beat on a Warriors team that, you know, is going to be a bit carried by Curry, but ultimately, you know, isn't going to be enough against a way more well-rounded star-studded Celtics squad. Kev? I want to say Kings represent the West. I really do. <laughs> that, like, that, and that, but I think that's coming in from the top rope and that's too scorching hot. Um, hey, let it, let it, let it scorch, bro. Mm, <laughs> it's okay. No, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go Nuggets Celtics. Um, I, I think ultimately though, the Celtics are probably the most complete team, the most healthy and really that one, two combo that they have at the, at both small forward spots with Tatum and Brown, you really can't beat it. You can't beat that combo anywhere else in the league. So I just think with all that, um, you're looking at maybe a Celtics title and potentially a new golden era for this franchise. Sam. Give me Suns Bucks. Suns come out, they make a statement. It's four to nothing. Wow. Did that just happen? Damn right it did, dude. <laughs> First championship in the fellas. <sighs> okay. We're we're moving on. Uh good segment. Okay. NBA MVP. Who is it? Give me a bead. But like I said last time. I think this was a couple weeks ago. We talked about this. Embiid finally gets his trophy that he can hang up in his household and he can glamour at and love that he's been complaining about for years and then sells in the playoffs. Uh, he's he's made a bunch of Twitter statements the past couple of years that he hasn't won MVP. He likes to make it pretty known that he deserves it and wants it. So I think he put in a lot of effort at the end of the year, and I think deservingly. He deserves MVP for uh, the performances he put on down the stretch. And I think it's going to cost him. So congratulations, Joel Embiid. You won MVP and you blew it for your team. Not that it's his fault. He's the best player on the team, but I'm just saying without him at this caliber for the rest of the playoffs, I don't think they get it. Um, Anyway, Justin. I mean, watching Embiid in game one, he looked like it was a, early regular season match so i will say he did not look winded by any means uh not not yet for sure but i will say the nets played horrible ball in that game just <laughs> trying to double team and beat and the sixers hitting a a franchise high number of threes in the playoffs um <laughs> uh, was a very weird game to watch um uh, but ultimately i think Jokic is going to get mvp He's just the all-around player that adds the most value to any squad uh, the Sixers without Embiid are better than the Nuggets without Jokic because Jokic just demands the ball so much. It's mm. a lot of assists, rebounds, and points to make up for from one guy versus Embiid, which I think is a bit easier to divvy up in a scenario. Um, so with that being said, I'm going Jokic. So with that being said, I'm out. Okay, um, Kevin. This might be the first poor year. Joke. It's a poor joke, poor joke. I like Shark Tank. It's great. Okay, good, good, good. Thanks. Good show. I love that show too. <laughs> um, I love the banter on this show. 
Um, no, but I mean, this might be the first year where I feel like the MVP should be split. I think I've said this before. Um, that being said, I think Embiid gets it because one, I think narrative is in his favor. He's never won it. NBA media, as much as they try to say that they don't, they care about narrative. That that's a lot of reason why Michael Jordan has less MVPs than he should have had. Um, but I, I think for him, he his argument is I think he he's he had the highest points per game in the league. He carried that team on offense and defense, maybe in ways unlike that Jokic did. And maybe Giannis is close, but I just think in terms of everything that he did, this is Embiid's best statistical year. Um, and he did it all for this Philly team that has a really good chance to come out, maybe better than any other year. So I think Embiid's going to get MVP. Narrative's on his side. I think stats partially are on his side. And I think also, too, just looking at him, his defensive value and what he brings at the rim, incredibly valuable. So I think he wins it. And honestly, can't really object to it because he's been phenomenal this year. Okay. If we're going to go big, we might as well go bold. Give me De'Aaron Fox. I mean, would the Kings be where they are without him? Probably not. Let's go in. I like it. Thanks, man. I like it too. I thought you were. Could you imagine if that happened? I mean, third seed to not making the playoffs, a great story. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying you have like a horrible, t- I'm just saying, can you I'm imagine saying, no, if that just like miraculously happened? What, you know what I'm what, saying? For the story, that'd be pretty cool. Like he carries them, he ends the longest playoff job. They're like, here you go. The NBA yeah. media doesn't care about places like Sacramento. <laughs> yeah. uh, defensive player of the year. What do you think? Brook Lopez for me, Justin. Yeah, it's probably Brooke Lopez. Yeah, let's give it. What do you want to say, JJJ or what? No, I I, I kind of want to say Mobley, but Lopez is just a bit on a different level right now. It's hard Kevin. when Gobert isn't there, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I think it's close between Jaron Jackson and Brooke Lopez, but I think I'm gonna give it to Lopez because his block numbers are roughly the same. It's like a half block difference but he's played in more games than Jaron Jackson Jr. And then also, too, Milwaukee is the number one ranked team defense in the league. I think that has to matter for something. Memphis, not too far behind. It's like fifth or sixth, but you're talking degrees here. I think Brooke Lopez is deserving and should be in line. Sam? Oh, tough question. I don't know. I'm going uh, to say Giannis because that guy's the beast of defense. Also, side note, how many games did Jonathan Isaac play this year? He played, right? Uh, yes, he did. I actually I don't know how many games. I'll, I'll look it up right now. Oh, thank you. Because he's going to win one of these one day, maybe. Um, all right, well, while Kev's doing that, most improved player of the year, I'm going to give a uh, an honorable mention to Jalen Brunson. Um, although I don't know how much he really improved. I think he's always been that good, but the Mavericks have been shown time and time again that they're a flawed organization. Um, it, I think it's going to be Laurie Markkinen. Uh, call me biased. I just think it should be SGA. Difference, though, is, and this is where I'll lean more towards Markkinen, Markkinen was a guy that people were kind of like, you know, who is that? Maybe if you're a casual fan slash he's average at best last year. And now he's an all-star and probably top 
20 to 25 player in the league. SGA was already considered, you know, uh, the number one guy on a lot of different teams if you're on different teams. And, and he just kind of took his game to a new height. So I wish it was SGA. Lori, I guess I get it from that standpoint. I mean, SGA is a lot better than him, but uh, Marketing's jump was more significant. So I'll give it to him. Justin. Copy and paste your answer, Andrew. I'm going to plagiarize <laughs> everything you said. Perfect. I like that. That makes me feel happy. Um, all right, Kev. Yeah, I will. First of all, Jonathan Isaac, uh, 11 games this Good year. I think. That's a lot. Uh, what? That's a lot for him. Good for him. <laughs> I, I, I didn't say anything. Um, so, hey, I keeping it real. Um, same G. Uh, I I gotta be honest. I am biased, but I'm gonna go Jalen Brunson. I think statistically, he's shown arguably the most improvement year over year with anybody in the league. But also, he's done it on a team that was a playing team, missed the playoffs, and then is now the fifth seed in the East and has a really good chance of getting out of the first round. So. He's completely opened up the Knicks offense. Like this was a Knicks offense that could not keep up with the Atlanta Hawks two years ago. And now they actually look like a competent NBA offense with him. So I think that matters greatly. So I would give him most improved. All right. And Sam. I'm going to go with Lori marketing. All right. Um, all right. Rookie of the year odds. Hmm. I feel like I'm gonna have a similar answer to last time. Um, it's it's gonna be Bancaro. I mean, I, I think that's pretty obvious. Um, I think Kessler should get uh, at least some big consideration there for sure. Uh, but I think Jalen Williams is the best player out of all these guys in terms of a rookie. Um, but it's gonna be Bancaro. He had he had he had more everything. Uh, obviously, he was on a horrible team, but he had more everything. And he was the number one overall pick. It's what happens. So it's Van Carroll for me. Uh, Justin? Yeah, copy and paste. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Kevin? Um, insert copy and paste. I agree. Um, Van wow. Carroll, too. Um, he's actually, I think, one of the most promising young players under 25. It's just that you don't see him all the time because, I mean, Orlando just hasn't arrived yet, but Orlando could very much be a problem in the next couple of years, like four or five years when he's, like, in his full prime. Sam? I'll go Bancaro. I don't think he's their number one of the future. I think that's actually Franz Wagner, fantastic player. Mm. Sorry, I muted myself. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, sixth man of the year odds. I got to be honest with you, fellas. Every time I see this type of award, I always get confused. Is it just the first man that comes in for the game? Because there's been times that Clay Thompson just kind of like get, you know, sometimes players are just like on the bench, but just for like a possession or two. So I don't know. This one always confuses me a little bit. I think, I think you it's have to have like not started a certain number of games. Oh, is that what it is? Out and be like a primary playmaker for the second. Okay. Game. I think the answer is going to be, I think it's going to be Malcolm Brogdon. I think it should be Emmanuel quickly. So I'll say Justin Brogdon, but it won't be close. 
Uh, Kev. Should be quickly. He probably won't get it, though. Um, when you think six-man, you think microwave score off the bench. Um, that's Jamal Crawford in his prime on the Clippers. That's J.R. Smith when he was with the Knicks. I mean, Emmanuel quickly fits that role. So I feel like he should probably get it. He averages roughly 15 a game on efficient shooting, but they're probably going to give it to somebody else, probably probably Brogdon. He's on a better team also. But Sam? Let's give it an IQ. He's got my vote. Ah, yeah, that's a good pick. Um, okay, most uh, NBA Clutch Player of the Year award. By the way, this word kind of lit. I like it. Um, it'll be De'Aaron Fox, and here we go again. I wish it was SGA. Um, but the Kings just did way more with their team this year, and and Fox has shown time and time again to be that guy. Um, the fact that Luka Doncic is even close to the top of the list in terms of odds really just grinds my gears. Uh, but De'Aaron Fox, Justin. Yeah, I'm going to go with De'Aaron Fox as well, though. Jimmy Butler has been clutched throughout his entire career, and I've never heard of this award before. I don't know if it's new, uh, but I feel like Butler should have won this award several times over. Uh, but yeah, give me De'Aaron Fox this year, though. Um, <laughs> Kevin. First of all, first of all, if your team misses the playoffs, you should not be eligible for this award. Because oh, interesting. By extension, because by extension, clutch performance indicates you're in high leverage situations and are able to carry your team to some place beyond the purgatory or prolific mediocrity of the NBA season. And I'm saying that because Kyrie has the most points per game at, or not points per game, most points in the fourth quarter at, 551 551 points. De'Aaron Fox is right behind him at 547. It's really minuscule the difference, but the Kings are in a much better spot overall. So I think it has to be De'Aaron Fox. DeRozan's a little bit farther down um, at like 497 points in the fourth quarter, but I think it's De'Aaron Fox. I understand. Yeah, I'm going to say uh, Devin Booker. Statistically, maybe not, but I test. I've seen that guy. He looks at the clock. He's like, I'm not losing this. Makes like two threes. They win. You're like, did he really just do that? He just walked away. Devin Booker. NBA coach of the year odds. Can it be anybody that's not Mike Brown? Uh, I suppose Missoula could get it. But I'm going Mike Brown of the Sacramento Kings, who, by the way, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I thought we're going to be absolutely horrible. And they're, not. Either. and they're not I mean, before the season. Sorry. And uh, they're not. And halfway through the season, people are like, Oh, it's a fluke. They'll, they'll lose games. They didn't. They actually won more games. So, um, <laughs> I, I like Mike Brown there a lot. Justin. I 100% agree, Andrew. Let's copy and paste it again. <laughs> my I'm bad. Not... My bad. I should have just made you go first. A couple of these were a little bit easier though, but Q, you look I, I, I feel like this one's an arguable one with what the thunder did this year. Um, this one's one of the closer ones, I think, race-wise. Uh, but yeah, I'm still going to take Mike Brown. The Kings just way, way overperformed. Uh, if they had performed at like a even a six seed, maybe, I would have maybe taken the Thunder. Uh, but the Kings just stoked something this year that honestly might not even happen again next year. Who knows? Kev? Um, I think it's Mike Brown because the fact that the Kings have a three seed 
is so bewildering as an NBA fan who's probably been watching like a decade and a half. Like the Kings have been, they were the one franchise as a Knicks fan where I was like, well, at least they exist. Cause they are so bad. They make my franchise look less bad. Like that was, it. it's so weird seeing the three seed. It would be like seeing the lions or the Browns sit atop the conference going into the playoffs. Like it, it's that level of bizardom alternate universe. Uh, Sam. Yeah, it kind of has to be Mike Brown. So I'll give me him my vote. All right. Fellas, this has been Q Hot Takes. Thanks to everyone uh, that always listens to us. And uh, we'll continue to do the show. Our next show is going to be NFL Draft Show, baby. Uh, we're going to attempt our best to uh, get Marshall back on here. I find it incredibly hard to believe that he would say no. <laughs> um but we're going to get the kid out here for the NFL draft. Um, exciting uh, way that we always do it. Um, we're going to mess around with a few different ideas, but we always come up with something. So I'm excited. And thank you again for listening. Sweet dreams. Great day to be alive. Uh, go dogs and go. Actually, all my teams are done. They've either won a championship or they lost before making playoffs. So pick your poison. Yeah, no, yeah, it was lit for a bit. It was lit for a bit. And then it wasn't. Um, No, it was all good. Good time. Anyway, sweet dreams for me. Yeah, yeah. Go Phillies. You've been sucking. But thanks for beating the Reds today. Made me feel a bit better after losing 13-0 yesterday. So, uh, Bryce and Stott, though, on a 16-game hitting streak to start the season, tied the franchise record for a hitting streak that was set in 1950. Uh, So, Bryce (laughs) Stott's the new Bryce Harper. It's official. Let's go. Um, yeah, shout out Knicks. Hopefully close the series. See knock on wood. But yeah, no, good stuff going on. Um have a blessed day, everyone. Have a good day. Good week. Good vibes starting. Yeah, I'm gonna say go Bruins. You guys got this. We know it. Every other team knows it. Um, I'm lucky for them. <laughs>